You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome in my studio today. In my, I like that. Now I'm owning the place. <laughs> I'm maybe getting a wee bit carried away there. <laughs> anyway, I have Joanne McGuire with me again today. Thank you and welcome back. Yay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just a little prelim. Uh, <clears throat> remember, you can email me for a PDF of your chart set with uh, the whole sign house system at maureen at cardinalastrology.ca and that's all one word um, and on today's show we are going to continue on with getting to know the planets and in particular um, Saturn which is in ancient time was considered the biggest bad boy the you know uh, a malefic Ooh. I had someone comment on me that I'm not supposed to say things like poopy but you know <laughs> Life is life is not always fair and kind and but you know it's our response to this these challenges like Saturn that um yeah you know, make all the difference. Anyway, so with Saturn you are developing responsibility as it best serves you. Now we did a bunch of signs last week and we will continue on from where we left off which will be Cancer. But again, another thing to remember if you are born with a day chart, then Saturn is or can be not so much of a problem. Unless it is in, it's making a, like a really nasty square or opposition to another planet. Then you might have to work a little bit harder with it. Um, but otherwise, in a night chart, yeah, not so much. Um, we're going to see people with Saturn in a night chart having to definitely pay attention to developing maturity and responsibility and all those things that I call poopy. It's true. Sorry, Angel, <laughs> from the sunny climes in Mexico. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um, okay, so we will be starting with Saturn in Cancer. And let's get your sheets in the right order here. Let's put that one up there so that you don't get it all mussed up. Okay, so we are going to look at that guy who is supposed to be having bad days right now, and that is Donald Trump. Okay, now, Saturn in Cancer. Cancer circuitry is our, the place in our life, so depending on where, <clears throat> excuse me, where Cancer is in your chart, this is where you have no skin, okay, where your sensitivity is, well, it's like you have no skin. And people, of course, have hobnail boots when it's your most sensitive part. And so, ergo, you do need to build walls to protect yourself. But the trick is, is those walls can't be so firm and solid that over time you can't grow, right? They can encase a person. And so like the crab, it's symbol, it has to be able to shed that shell periodically and grow a new one. But grow one, it must, right? Because otherwise it just wouldn't be able to cope. Okay, so um, the shell itself is, of course, uh, an obvious um, allusion to Saturn. And Saturn in its domicile when it's in Capricorn, of course, is opposite Cancer. 
And so together between Cancer and Capricorn, um, Cancer being sort of supposedly the moon symbol or the mother, um, and so it's the responsibility, Capricorn, of the mother to build the environment for something to grow in. Right, so that opposition makes a lot of sense. And so having Saturn here, although it is in its fall, um, it's not such a difficult fall because it can relate to the idea that, right, I need to build a boundary. Now the trick is, is of course, is not to um, fence yourself in or wall yourself in. So let's look at what happy Donald Trump has. <laughs> <laughs> okay <clears throat> somebody loves him actually a lot of people really love him and you know every time I look at his chart I just think really this is a nice chart like it's an amazing chart it has all sorts of really good stuff in it including Jupiter which is the greater benefic in a day chart is stationing adding like he just has bonus points coming out the yin yang it's not there anyway but it is obviously the universe wanted it that way but his Saturn is in the 12th house do 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 <laughs> which is of confinement oh hey and prison oh dear yeah. but whether or not he gets kicked out of office is kind of not looking like it's going to happen so maybe that Jupiter has everything it needs in order to counterbalance that 12th house Saturn in Cancer but let's say this was a normal person's chart what would you do with Saturn in Cancer in the 12th? You would have to recognize that periodically you actually do have to take responsibility for growing up so that however you're protecting that soft side of yourself isn't going to restrict your growth. And so people might think in terms of Donald that, yeah, he kind of has locked himself into a way of being in the world that from a lot of our perspectives looks pretty immature right and so what he's done is with that Saturn you know it's like it's just gonna be the way it is and I'm not changing and why should I because it works for me yeah mm -hmm. until it doesn't right okay so um, what else did I want to say about this um, Okay, so in this, with this Saturn and with it being in Cancer, it's I get to do my thing that is ruled by that moon in Sag. So what I believe is what you should all believe. So when he tells a story, right, it's like, hey, 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 what I do is fine. You know, what? why is there a problem with me wanting to investigate my closest rival in the presidential race <laughs> using all the powers I have as a president I mean I'm the guy with all the toys so yeah yeah so that moon is not really helping um, him to grow up unfortunately so it would appear now what makes it even trickier of course is if we go to the moon then the moon is in Sag um, we have to go back to that Jupiter because Jupiter rules that moon and therefore that's that stationing Jupiter so when Donald came into the world Jupiter literally was standing still in the sky and so when anything is stopped and standing in the sky it amps up its power to imbue or to affect or 
whatever. And so this is the art of making a deal because this Jupiter is in Libra in the third house. Can he talk himself into a deal? Well, you darn tootin' he can, right? And he has the belief, Moon and Sag, to, hey, I know what I'm doing. I can do this. There's no doubt here in his mind at all. And we, we do that also with the moon. Or the moon is opposite the sun in Gemini. So the mind can just toe the line. <laughs> blah, 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 blah is his favorite tweeting thing because he can do that. He's a sun in Gemini. Oh, it's such a wonderful circle, this chart. Dang. But if we go in the reverse, okay, so it is possible that um, because Saturn is in the 12th and it's ruled by a moon in the fifth house, which is his children. And I remember the first time I looked at it, that was what I was thinking. Okay, his undoing is going to come from his children. Yeah, which is entirely possible because, yeah, they don't have his chart. Right, and all of the brownie points are not brownie points, bonus points. Yeah, not brownie, not brownie, bonus points that he has. So the other thing he does have too, which I'm just realizing, he's got that Mars in Leo in the first house, and that can be accidents, right? Mm. Yeah, it can be accidents. So hmm. anyway, that is Cancer... Saturn Cancer. So the, the go-to or the takeaway is to realize that you have a shell. You have to take responsibility for knowing when, when you've outgrown that shell and to be willing to ditch it. And with him in the 12th house, that would have been a retreating kind of thing to do. Go away, out of the public eye, right? Take the time to shed the shell, to grow up some more. Yeah, no. No. Oh! Somebody has a phone. Oh, I love the sound of that. <laughs> she goes, oh. Okay, so next up is uh, Saturn in Leo. And of course, this is opposite the Aquarian circuit, which Saturn is going to be moving into briefly this spring. And again, Saturn would be in its fall because it's opposite. Okay, so we have Leo opposite Aquarius. We have Okay, in Cancer, we had the moon, the goddess. In Leo, we have God the king, opposite that Aquarian signature. And one way that I can reconcile and understand it from an ancient perspective, because in modern astrology, Uranus took over from Saturn. But see, the ancients didn't have that. So they kept Saturn there. And to some degree, until I get completely through this Hellenistic course and have had a chance to play with it for a few years, I'm ditching Uranus as the ruler of Aquarius and leaving Saturn there. So one way that I can look at that is, okay, dad does not want anybody usurping his control, right? And so Saturn in Aquarius is about drawing a line in the sand and going, no, no, I am going to go my way. I'm going to do things in a different way than what the status quo has been. So, but here we have, um, if I'm doing Saturn in Leo, so Saturn in Leo is not going to pull away in the same way. It's probably going to want to act like the king itself, 
right? So my way or the highway. But the other thing about this, this is a fire sign. And so Saturn is familiar with air signs and with earth signs. Not so much with the fire signs. Okay, so my thinking here is Saturn in Leo, we can have burnout or just dead, you know, like no energy at all um, in shutdown. In the example that I found for this one, this is Steven Spielberg, okay? And he's familiar with fire. So the fire aspect of his Saturn is probably not gonna be a problem because he's a Sagittarian and they can burn, they're okay with that. So one of the little tidbits that came through in the course that I was taking is that when he was young, he was gonna be the hero in his own race car driving story. In other words, he was, he had set himself as that was going to be his goal. He was going to be a race car driver. But he had a very serious accident when he was in his like 18 or 19. And he transformed that into telling stories instead. Okay, so we have a night chart here. And Saturn in Leo is in the second house. So for him, he has to take responsibility for his resources. So Leo, he's got to be creative. He's got to take risks, gamble, all of that kind of Leo type play thing has to happen in order for him to have the resources to bring money into his life. Okay. Um, now it is a malefic here and it rules the seventh house and the eighth house. Okay. So he has to take responsibility for who he partners up with and who he, um, you know, sort of the whole production studio thing, right? And it turns out that he just went, well, I don't need a partner, I'm just gonna build my own, <laughs> right? So he has his own production company. Um, and so he's taken that and obviously worked it. You know, he didn't tell himself a sad story that um, I can't take responsibility for where and what I'm gonna do in my life, no. Mm -hmm. You know, he went for it. So even though this is Saturn in a night or in a night chart, so therefore supposedly the greater malefic, I don't see it causing him a lot of problems, which is okay, right? We can have it so that it works. Now, some of the other things I wanted to point out is Saturn and that sun. Okay. Um, what did I say here? Oh, the children thing, right. Okay, so normally if Saturn aspects um, anything in the fifth house, it limits children. Not always the case, okay? Because this is Saturn at eight degrees of Leo, the moon, which would normally be associated with fertility and all the rest of that kind of stuff is at six. So the moon will be applying to a square to Saturn within three degrees. This is some Hellenistic rules here I'm talking about, um, which would um, cause this to be in a really negative way, but eh, not. He has seven of them, <laughs> seven children. What's up with that? <laughs> um, so, but I imagine he takes great responsibility for those kids right? They'd be important to him. The other side of this, of course, is the fifth house is also of his um, aesthetic when it comes to creativity. So that's Scorpio. So the black and white of his films, right? Where there are definite good guys and 
definite bad guys. Yeah, that would be a Scorpio thing. Jupiter conjunct that Venus, that would also go to the black and white type thing, right? He also has, Venus is very slow. So within, it's within 10 days of, of going station and turning retrograde. So that emphasizes relationships that have that black and white quality to them. And of course, right now I'm, I'm primarily focused on uh, Star Wars thing, right? Where Darth Vader, you know, being the father of, you know, the guy in white and yada, yada, yada. Okay, uh, what else do I wanna say about this? I think that's probably all. Right, so Saturn, even in a night chart, can work out well if you're willing to work it. And obviously he was. Okay, now the next one. This is my favorite one when I found this one. So who we have next is an earth sign and Virgo. Now Virgo doesn't, it makes a nice trine to that Capricorn Saturn. So Saturn can work with earth signs quite well. This is a mutable sign rather than a cardinal sign. And so it's gonna take a little bit more work for Saturn because it likes to be the one in charge. So this can be, Saturn here can be confused about the discipline. But what I have found is that um, with Virgo circuits, people usually can embrace Saturn without any problem. But here's what it would look like if it doesn't work. So Saturn has to deal with the idea of being perfect or with self-flagellation. <laughs> and it could do that. Trust me, it could beat itself up badly. Okay, so who I picked for this one was Pink. Happens to be my favorite female pop star. Um, and she perfectly gets this theme. And she even wrote a song about it. And I am going to be ending my show with her song, Perfect. Which kind of best encapsulates what I'm about to talk about. Um, yeah, she's nailed it. So this Saturn is conjunct her son. And I haven't talked a lot about uh, aspects with um, Saturn, but Saturn and the sun, this is like hard work. Oh my God, these people can do hard work. Um, and like I've, I was telling Joanne earlier, musicians, lots of them, lots of them have really strong Virgo circuits in order to have that drive for perfection. Now her drive is with a capital D, it's in the 10th house, it's conjunct her son, oh my God. Yeah, um, I can remember when, um, you know, she had that one performance at, um, is it the Emmys that are for music? Yeah, and she Grammys. did, the Grammys, right? And she did that performance um, called, um, um, oh, I'm going to say Crystal in the Air. No, it's not Crystals. Um, oh, for God's sakes, I can't, don't ever get old, folks. Just don't go there. It's so frustrating. Glitter. Yeah, she did a song called Glitter. And the gymnastics that she did in that. Ah, yeah, just amazing. But here we can see it. You know, she's got um, Venus, Saturn, Sun, uh, Mercury. They're really all in a tight grouping there in Virgo, in the 10th house. She wants to be known for the work she puts into her stuff, her music. And yet, if we look at her chart, she's got her MC is in the 11th house of Libra. So she also wants it to be collaborative. Okay, mm -hmm. she always has lots of people on the stage working with her, dancing with her. And she does do a lot of collaborative singing with other performers in that. 
um, and that that fits as well with that uh, MC in the 11th house. Um, So she's got Sag rising, so she's very optimistic on her ability to get things done, Um, and uh, that Jupiter is up in Leo, so she's okay with the performing thing. That works for her. Um, she has the moon in Aries in the fifth house. Boy, you would not want to mess with this woman and her children. Ooh, not pretty. And that um, moon is square her Mars. And <clears throat> she does have a thing with anger, I think. And um, I can remember there was one video that she did, I can't remember the name of the song, where it's basically a fight scene between a man and a woman, right? Well, there you go. Mars and her moon in Aries with uh, Mars and Cancer. So they're in, that's called a mutual reception, okay? When one guy is in the other guy's sign and it amplifies both, right? So I suspect she does have one or two ang- anger issues, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that, um, you know, <clears throat> because I have followed her career, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that her on and off again husband thing, I mean, she's still with him and they, I think they have two kids now. I think it's more than just one. Um, yeah, it's been a struggle for her. Well, there it is. Uh, fifth to the eighth house. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from Virgo. Okay. Next up is Libra and Saturn for some bizarre reason loves it here. Saturn is exalted in Libra. So the responsibility to achieve balance socially, artistically, in partnerships. And the fellow that I picked for this one is the musician Sting. And when I was reading over his bio, he did start with jazz. And to me, this kind of fits with the Aquarian coloring because this is an air sign so this would bring out the Aquarian side of Saturn okay and jazz is one of the most complex forms of music that you can do um, and so my 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 feeling here is that with Saturn being exalted here that that's why is because it ties to that Aquarian thing and jazz is takes music and what I've commented here is is this music of the spheres yeah that was kind of what came to me so he's a songwriter and a singer he has a night chart okay and Saturn is in the third house of siblings and I really couldn't find much to do with siblings Um, at least it wasn't in his bio but if we look at it, ah, what have we got again? Saturn conjunct the sun. Work, 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 work. This guy can get her done. Um, it's opposite of Jupiter in Aries. And so establishing that balancing point, um, he's very optimistic about it. Okay, he's that Jupiter is ruled by Mars in the first house. So apparently when he saw the queen and saw the reaction of the crowd and her waving, and apparently she waved right at him, he went, that's what I want. I want that fame. (laughs) Which I was kind of like, huh, really? But there you go. Okay, so this is a ninth house MC, and in Hellenistic terms, that's the king. That's the house of kings. Mm -hmm. He's got Jupiter there. Oh, look at me. 
<laughs> you know, Jupiter in Aries. I'm the warrior king. <laughs> so he did play a role in, um, like he's been in the movies, and it was a role from the Dune series. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the movie, but anyway, yeah. So this is all really making a lot of sense. He also has a very slow Venus in Virgo. And so here's the attention to craft. He's also got Mercury there in Virgo. That's the second house of resources. And resources, I do find, also means your talents, bringing your talents forward in order to make money. Okay. That Venus also rules Taurus, which is uh, the 10th whole sign house. Okay. So it's going to take that perfection and put it up there. But meanwhile, this, the other thing I wanted to comment about this chart. Um, so he's, I didn't read anything in his bio where he's had problems with relationships or with, so obviously that Saturn being exalted, even though it's a night chart, um, it hasn't caused him any problems. Now it rules the sixth house and the seventh house. So if he does have problems, it's going to crop up possibly as having a hard time with subordinates and working with other people or health or seventh house. You'd expect him to go through number of marriages, but I don't see that. No. no. And you have some comments about that. Yes, he is. He has his own astrologer. He has his own astrologer. It's Good for just, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were saying something about he writes songs for his, his wife. Of how many years? Songs. I'm not sure how many years, but it's his only wife. So. Right, yeah. So the relationship on that Yeah, level is, is working. So working, that yeah. tells me an exalted Saturn in Libra, bonus points when it comes to relationships. The other comment that I wanted to make about his chart is he's a new mooner. So he was born literally within hours of being a new moon. And what I find with people that are new mooners is they have a degree of self-sufficiency which can drive them crazy when it comes to all the rest of us, okay? And if you think about it, so once every 28 days, there's a crop of people that are born, and it's one day, right, where it's that close that it can be considered a new moon, right? So... There's 12 days of the year where new mooners walk, come into the planet. And so just think about that. So 12 from 365 is, there's a whack of us that don't get what's going, or that they don't. Okay, so what am I trying to get at here? They are self-sufficient in a way that we aren't. So in other words, the two fundamental core pieces of the personality, one's emotions and one's heart, well, in a new moon, they're welded together. They get themselves at a very fundamental level. And they look around at the rest of us who might have sun and moon in an in-conjunct, that's a 150 degree aspect. So we got one part of our personality that we kind of try to hunt for and we, when we find it, we go, what? <laughs> you know, and the opposite or a square. It's like, what do you mean I have to respect that side of myself? Or any other number of combinations where the split in the psyche is rather noticeable. Sometimes, yes, if it's a sextile or if it's a trine, you know, you can work it really easily. But the rest of us, not so much. And so new mooners look at all those people that have these odd sun-moon conjecture, and they go, 
what is wrong with you? Why can't you just get it together? Well, it's because you're a new moon and we aren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have one son that's a new moon. Yeah. Self-sufficient. Perry. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so moving on. Oh, doom, 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 doom. I have to come up with a better um, Scorpio theme thing. <laughs> of course, I am Scorpio, so <clears throat> that's why I always have this weird laugh when it comes to it, talking about anything Scorpio. So, and I too have Saturn in Scorpio. Where's your Scorpio? Or where's your Saturn, Joanne? I forget. Libra. Libra. Oh, so you, you've you got, oh, that's right. You have it exalted and in the 12th house and in its joy. Lucky you. But it sits beside my moon. Yeah, well. Which is opposite my sun. <laughs> true. So you're a full mooner. Yeah. Yeah. So occasionally you can get, you can forget about that whole 12th house stuff and only do the sun. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Yeah, that's the trouble with uh, full mooners is they have to find the balance. Mm. Ergo, feeling kind of in the, yeah, so that's what's happened is that sun mooner is out of balance. Yeah, she was talking about being kind of lethargic. <laughs> so that would probably be it. Yeah. So, and again, Saturn next to the moon, you got to make sure that you haven't, you know, done that cancer Saturn thing, which mm. is, yeah, yeah. Live in a chimney. Yeah, live in a <laughs> chimney. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, don't be living in a chimney. I, I don't, no, that just. Oh, that just sounds uncomfortable. But it's stained glass. Oh. Oh well. Okay. That's better. That's better. Okay. So Saturn in Scorpio. Here is a lesson of control: not too much, or too little, and it's all about emotions, not a Saturn thing. Okay, remember Saturn normally sits in an earth sign or an air sign. Scorpio is about the full range of emotion from bliss to rage. No discipline here and the emotions can run over or become a bully. So what I usually, when I'm talking to someone who has strong Scorpio circuits, I usually do a a visual of this. So what I want you to imagine is a wave that has a really high amplitude, okay? And then I draw a second wave, which is a very narrow amplitude. And the little narrow one is the way society would like us all to be. Society says it's okay for you to be happy and it's okay for you to be sad, but it doesn't understand the full range and unfortunately if you have strong Scorpio circuits you are going to be doing the full range right from the heights of bliss and ecstatic states who would want to let that go I don't know all the way to okay berserker rage okay so maybe there's a problem with the bottom but (laughs) but unfortunately those of us who have strong Scorpio circuits I have four of them yes and I have Saturn there too so guess what I have actually had to learn discipline unbelievable amounts of discipline from my point of view Uh, about harnessing my emotions it is true so the person who I've picked for this has obviously done an excellent job of it and that is Oprah Winfrey so she is a sun sign Aquarius which aids in this whole process with this Saturn okay Um, because it gives detachment 
Okay, so, and she stuck it in her 12th house, which means, yes, shite happens in life, and I think it has happened in her life, right? Um, Yet, because it's in the 12th house, she has been able to build a boundary, but she didn't let it destroy her. This, This chart could have gone either way, right? Um, with the stuff that she went through as a child and that Saturn being in the 12th house, she could have tried to bury it, but it would have eaten her alive. Like that 12th house of undoing would have totally happened. Obviously, she had the strength of character to pull it out and she's dealt with it. I think she deals with it very privately, but you can tell by the people and the way the arc of her show and of her powerhouse of a company that she has brought to herself what she needed in order to harness that Saturn in Scorpio with also having Mars, its domicile in that same 12th house. So that did help. She's motivated to work through that Scorpio stuff. Right, and this is a night chart, and so that Mars is uh, not as bad a malefic in this position. Um, and so with it, the two malefics being together, this is something that um, in a few weeks' time, Mars is going to be coming into Capricorn, and I'm expecting on some of the podcasts that I listen to to get some more download on when the two malefics are in the same sign slash and when they can join. Okay, I have a stepson who has uh, Mars conjunct Saturn. And so, you know, you're thinking, okay, you're going to put the two malefics together. This is not going to be good. Um, and so I want to understand, okay, what's what can you do with that? How can you work it, right? And obviously for Oprah, she has figured out a way to work it. Okay, so what else do I want to say about this chart? Um, Okay, so Sag rising, she's got the optimism. Okay, and she is very upbeat. All you have to do is get her magazine to see that. (laughs) Every month she comes up with something new and upbeat. Um, And it is so that uh, Moon is ruled by Jupiter, which is in Gemini. So the, the range of... Uh, topics and people that she wants to work with is huge. What's interesting about that, though, is she's never married, or at least not officially. Mm. Yeah. Um, Although I suspect with it being Jupiter that there were probably several people before the one guy, which is there now, right? Gemini, seventh house, got to be more than one partner, don't you think? Not surprising she doesn't have children, that Saturn uh, Mars combo rules the fifth house. Okay, so that limits children. So in that case, it did, right? Whereas in what's his face is Steven Spielberg, he has seven of them, and Saturn is doing something to the moon in the fifth house. Like, what's up with that? So obviously, there can be exceptions. Okay, what else did I want to say about this? Right, so that Saturn rules her second house of income and um, or of generating the resources to make the money and the third house. Now, Mercury rules her 10th and again, she has the MC point in the 11th house of collaboration, Mm -hmm. right? Working with other people. And she always found the best people. Mercury in Aquarius ruling a Virgo 10th house. She didn't just get 
some chumps on her show. No, no, she always went for the best. Yeah, which makes total sense. Okay, how am I doing for time here? I'm doing really well. So, what else? Anything you want to comment on Oprah? Mm, no, I'm just... She has many people like that she takes care of. She, like, she doesn't have a lot of children, but she has true. a lot of people that she takes care true. of. True, true. Good point. Good point. So, how would we see that? Okay, so it has to do with what Mars is connected with. And Mars, let's see now, and the moon for that matter. Okay, well then that would that would fit too. Okay, because that moon is in um, Sag. So that, you know, that's the mother of anybody foreign. Okay, mm -hmm. it does a foreign thing with it being in Sag. It's not close enough, and in a Hellenistic terms, it would not be a conjunction. In modern astrology, some people would push that, and they would go Mars conjunct Moon. Yeah, and they would have put it in the 12th house, right? Because the ascendant would mark the beginning of the first house, and that's 29 degrees. Yeah. See there, uh, you know, uh, Joanne, before the show, we were talking about, you know, which house system to go with. And I suspect that will be an eternal debate amongst astrologers. But there are times when quadrant house system does make sense. And then there are, but so the way I'm, I'm trying to work with this myself is, it's like when you go to the optometrist, and he puts those different lenses in front of you, right? You know, is it clearer now or is it clearer now? You know, is it clearer now or is it clear? You know, and they pop those lenses in front of you. Um, that's the way I think we have to look at the different systems in astrology. Given certain ways of wanting to look at the chart, you put a certain lens on. And that can be, one of those pieces can be the house system or whether you're going sidereal or tropical. Yeah, heliocentric or drop you know earth centered yeah different lenses the other thing that stands out about oprah's chart is she has an almost grand trine in air so it's all about being in her head if she's not careful yeah and here you would t it's i'm tying that into the mc so uh, which is at 17 libra Mercury's at 19, and uh, Jupiter is at 16. So there is a grand trine. Mm. And so, you know, I mean, she's communications. That's what it's all about, her empire. Yeah. That and giving lots of things away, which is, again, that moon rules the eighth house. She can give other people's resources away. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, look at that. That is so true. She could be so generous with other people's stuff. And she can. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, she's given away cars on her show. and Every year she does a show where she gives the whole audience everything. Yeah. For Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, Maybe and not why anymore, not? Because exactly. I can be benefic <laughs> of other people's resources. Oh, that is just too good. That's too good. Okay. How am I doing here? Oh, yeah. We can move on to the next chart. So now we're moving Saturn up into Sagittarius. Mm. And we're back to a fire sign. And again, Saturn's normal domain is an air sign and an earth sign. So being back in a fire sign, yeah. Okay, so this is immutable, which is also um, Saturn and Aquarius is fixed. 
Capricorn is cardinal. This is a mutable sign. So having the discipline to not run amok. Um, this is can be physically dangerous in a happy way. So Sag, I love Sag circuits, um, mostly because they're the source of a great deal of humor <laughs> from a really weird Scorpio point of view. Uh, why do I say that? Because these are the optimistic people. Um, they will literally run off the cliff with a smile on their face and then go, shit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but they are endlessly. <laughs> okay, so who do we have here? Well, we have a serious one. So the other thing about Sag, of course, is dogmatic. They travel. They can be endlessly at school. They can get one degree after another. So think about this in terms of Saturn, being responsible, developing discipline. They can be a freedom fighter, should all have this sort of placement, like if they've got, you know, sort of the, the fiery um, Mars piece going for them. Um, they can take their beliefs seriously but may not always be willing to die for them, as did this guy, unfortunately, Che Guevara. Okay, he is a night chart, and he's put Saturn up there in the ninth house of foreign travel, of being there for the king, because that's another Hellenistic thing for the ninth house, um, and putting it in Sag, so his beliefs, literally, and he had the discipline to stick to it. But unfortunately, he put Mars in the 12th house. Not a good idea. Not a, And Aries rising, right? So this is self-undoing. So if preservation of the physical form is what your life is about, yeah, this is not a good chart to have. But I think he probably died for his principles, was probably happy to do so, maybe. You never know. Um, but that's that's taking the discipline of Saturn to the nth degree in Sag. Yeah. Do you know how old he was when he died? No, but I don't think he was that old. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. Yeah, Could probably take me too long to pull it up on the computer. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But he took it seriously. What else did I want to say about this? Um, okay, yeah, and the ninth house, of course, meant he died not in his own home territory or in his own home country. He died fighting for someone else's cause. And again, that's uh, ninth house. It's also twelfth house. Twelfth house could mean that, you know, your poopy stuff isn't necessarily at home. Um Okay, so the Taurus, uh, the Taurus piece of it adds the um, fixity to stick to something, right? You know, Taurus, um, they can dig their heels in a dog with a bone that they won't let go of, right? Um, now, the moon in Pisces, um, that may have been a saving grace in terms of... Um, leaving you know having such a strong agenda and then leaving you know he may have been supported in that when he left because of that moon in neptune he would have felt the feelings of the country of the people that were being oppressed right 
as a Pisces over there, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, getting overwhelmed by that. Okay. What? He was 39 years old. Ow! 39. So what? What? Prof okay, I'm going to step away from the mic for a second. <laughs> bad girl, bad girl. I'm going to step back to the mic. Yay! What? What perfection year was? So 39? 39. All right. Where's my... 28 to 67. Yeah. Okay. Oh, where's my perfection sheet? Come, come to me. There it is. So 39 would have been his third house. And his third house would have been Mercury. And Mercury is in its own side. So opposite that Saturn... And ruling the sixth house. Hmm. Anyway, that was the year that he died. I haven't got in my course to the other timing technique, and I'm taking my time. I'll get there when it's appropriate, and that is zodiacal re releasing, which is their big timing technique, the Hellenistic folks. Okay, so how am I doing? Okay, best move on. My last chart this week is Saturn in Aquarius. Okay, so I can get over myself. Sure, we can have Saturn in Aquarius. And who do we give it to? Tom Cruise. Okay, so uh, obviously Saturn here is in its dignity because it's in its own sign. It's all about the future and breaking free from the Leo story. And so Tom Cruise and his, by extension, Scientology. Boy, if that isn't breaking free from the Christian thing of his milieu, the, yeah, what the soup he grew up in, right? I'm going to go with science and, yes, leave it behind. Okay, so he has a day chart with Scorpio rising. That kind of speaks to the type of roles he peaks, that he picks. Um, it's also his intensity of his character and the intensity that he approaches that uh, Scientology from. Okay, so he has Saturn in the fourth house, and apparently he did have a pretty poopy, troubled childhood. Mm. Dad literally beat him, which is not good. Um, he was the oldest of uh, four kids. He has three sisters. Um, and by the sounds of it, Dad took out all his angst or whatever on him, which sucks. Um so what else did I want to say about this? Okay, so with that Saturn, he would have to take responsibility for finding a way of supporting himself, right? And so it's almost like Scientology would probably represent what it does, well, a moon, a mother, in a way. Okay, now his moon is in Leo, so, Scientology, does that fit a storyline that works for him? Obviously it does. Okay. So, 10th house, reputation, position out there in the world. It's got to be a story that, that he feels supports him. He is a cancer. Oh, God, to have had a father that was that brutal and to be that sensitive. So, building detachment, right? He may occasionally run into that problem of being locked in to something that doesn't allow him to continue to grow and evolve. That could be a problem. 
Okay, so Taurus, seventh house. I will hang on to whoever I marry with, yeah. So breaking up with Tom is not easy at all. Could involve a little bit of, um, yeah. One would have, I'm curious if he has anger issues, you know, as a, you know, having a father who was not doing that well. It wouldn't surprise me if, um, yeah, if that's something that he's had to work with, mm. you know, because that would have been his example, right? I understand he's left Scientology. Oh, he has yeah. finally. In, in oh, order, wow. In order to see his daughter. I mean, that's just, I read that. So, yeah. But I'm not Well, you know, that cancer, the sun and cancer, eventually from time to time, it has to outgrow a shell that it protects itself yeah. with. So that would be good if that's actually true. That would be good. Okay. And the guy is messing with my <laughs> my thing that tells me when I've run out of time. Crap. How dare you? Because <laughs> I know the clock on the wall is not right. I'm going to have to go with the clock on my computer. Oh, I can't believe the guy in tech has done this to me again. Yep, there he is. Come on, come on. Are you listening to the show? You should be listening to the show, whoever you are. It's done remotely, eh? So I'm watching this guy do this remote thing. You better be done before one. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> Sorry about the digression, folks, but... Oh, ah, I'm not Scorpio. I don't have Aries rising. No, of course not. Anyway... Um, let's see now. How many minutes do I have? I have eight minutes left. Okay, so I am going to move on to where's that moon with a few things. I want to draw your attention back to my Pro D day last week, which I think was Wednesday, and that was or Tuesday. That was when the start of the impeachment trial started down in the states. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and then the, th the other thing is, do you know anything about Robbie Burns Day, besides it being the start of the year of the rat? No. No, me neither. Oh, well, we'll leave Robbie a happy well, I, Robbie I got, Burns Day to I all there. I invited to dance with a bunch of women. <gasps> there you go. Okay. <laughs> sounds like fun. It does. It does. Okay, so today the moon is in that Aquarius. This would be a Tom Cruise kind of day. Um, and what's it doing? Okay, tonight we have a bunch of uh, Mars-Mercury going on. So Mars is in Sag, Mercury is in Aquarius, the moon is there as well. Okay, so it's going to fire it off. Rhetoric, I would say lots of it should be on the airwaves today. Um, dancing, yeah, that would fit with all of this. Okay, so tomorrow, yeah, uh, but... At night, we've had, uh, oh no, tomorrow evening, we have Venus. We'll be squaring Mars at 16 degrees of mutable signs. Ah, I feel a vibe coming on. <laughs> okay, so nine months from now, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so a little hot tonight, you know, in that sort of mystical Venus way where, yeah, the vibes are just perfect. And Mars and Sag goes, oh yes. I can be your, you know, your hero from afar. So what would I predict? I would predict 
having wonderful sex with somebody from another country. That's what I would another predict. planet, maybe. <laughs> hey, now there, I like that. And, and you may be right. The moon is sextile Uranus at 9 p.m. <laughs> Very good. Very good. She's psychic. Well, she is Pisces, so of course she's psychic. Moon goes into Pisces tomorrow afternoon. Okay, so everybody chill. Okay, for the next two and a half days after Sunday, which is, always sucks for the first day of work. Because <laughs> people are just kind of present and kind of not. Okay, so Monday, January the 27th, um, we have Venus catches up to Neptune at 17 degrees at noon. So, yeah, um, people will appear to be, you know, kind of there but not there. And, you know, if you can take a pro-deed... No, what do they call those? Uh, mental health day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can take a mental health day rather than going to work tomorrow or on Monday, I would highly recommend it. Hang out by the ocean, obviously. Um, Pisces, Venus, Neptune. Um, do a little meditating. Bonus points. Um, and for a situation that I'm aware of and that Jones... Joanne's a little more close to this would be an excellent moment to depart yeah noon on Monday it would be bonus points yeah okay meanwhile if you're meeting somebody know that okay um rose-colored glasses are firmly fixed and oh god this is the start probably of when uh, Donald Trump starts to smile because the Republicans will be prevent presenting his <laughs> his what do you call that um, um, his defense and yikes he might get a pass hard to believe but yeah the first couple of days with Moon and Pisces ah. um, Moon and Pisces as well do not expect anything substantial to be accomplished on the physical plane yeah give that one up uh, Moon will sextile Jupiter as well happy excesses here we come Okay, so who says people can't get drunk on Monday night? Because the Democrats just might, because they can see their little impeachment thing going sideways. Anyway, uh, Tuesday, January the 28th. How am I doing for time here? Oh, I got three minutes. Okay. Uh, fairy dust is still raining down, and overnight, Mars joined the party with a square to Neptune. I'm thinking under the radar, hijinks are going down, only we will not see the results now. Or... Or, and here's a big problem, this new coronavirus has gone global in a big way, arg. Okay, with that Neptune, Pisces, that this huge Piscean two and a half days, that's not good for the coronavirus thing. Moon connects to Venus now as well. Um, later in the day, we get a reality check as Moon sextiles the Pluto-Saturn stuff, respectively at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Yeah. Let's hope this corona thing doesn't get too carried away. Wednesday, moon ingresses into Aries overnight. We all get motivated, I hope. Okay. Um, and uh, the moon, uh, its first aspect is to the sun, snapping us into the future agenda, because that's an Aquarian. Aquarius Sun. Okay, Thursday the 30th, we should all be back up to speed getting things done. We reach full speed at 6 p.m. when the moon trines that Sagittarian Mars at 18 degrees. Going too fast will be a problem. 
Friday, January the 31st, last day of January. Aries moon keeps us going till 3 p.m. when she calms down with an entrance into Taurus. Perfect for indulging on the weekend. Yes. Okay. Reality may bring us out of sleep at 6.24 a.m. Moon separates from a square to Saturn and then a square to Pluto. Uh, tonight, Venus sextiles Pluto. Boy, this Venus is active. Okay, power and relationships team up. This would be a perfect night to announce an alliance or run for political office. Not unless you want fairies in charge and magic to be the theme. Romance is dangerously in the air. Why did I say that? <laughs> oh, dear. oh, that's right, because Venus is in Pisces. Yeah, fairies in charge. And yeah, yeah, that's why I said that. Okay, oh, I'm down to one minute. I'm going to have to... Okay, so I will be back next week, um, and I'm likely going to talk about Mercury Retrograde. Anyway, you have been listening to Astrology Today on CJMP 90.1 FM on your dial. This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station.